Welcome to Faith Boosters. Get your notebook and pen ready. Get your attitude ready and your heart ready. Sit back and let's learn together. So today we are going to get into it. We are going to get into the word. For the last two weeks, we have been talking about value and really purpose is where I wanted to lead us to. So today I want to talk about, I want us to get into purpose a little bit. Um, not a little bit, a lot. So I warned you, we're not going to even do 30 minutes. It might be 40, it might be 50 minutes. But I think this is so critical. So in the beginning, we talked about, the, we started with Psalm 139 from verse 14. And that, Psalm, that scripture just hit me in a fresh way that I actually had never thought of it before. Psalm 131, verse 14 to 16, which talked about how God knew you. And I, he put us together before we were formed in our mother's womb. We existed in his mind, in his heart. He saw us. He saw our unformed substance. And then he knit us together and put us in our mother's womb intricately. That basically the way you were made, the way you are, your height, your every detail, God thought about it, your ethnicity, your hair type, your if you're a man, your muscle tone, your, your height, your everything. And he put you together and he knew that you would serve the specific purpose that he put you. And then even put you in this generation for a purpose that you're not here just randomly. And last week we then concentrated on Luke 4, 18 to 19, how Jesus declared the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. That, that, that By the time the spirit of the Lord is upon you, you carry an anointing for something that is not on you randomly he's upon you because god has anointed you for a specific purpose in your generation and that you're not here just by accident to you know peruse through life and just exist and that do we all know why we are here and can we actually put it to words and and, and for me one of the things that frustrated me for the longest time was that the story of purpose especially among christians so now have you found your purpose yeah i'm looking for my purpose my purpose my purpose and, and i'm like me i also don't know what my purpose is and you know for a very long time that frustrated me and I was around people who had they could tell you exactly why they are here even how long what they are going to do with their life etc and I longed for the same thing but I felt like I don't know you know will I ever really know and getting on the journey of and I found so many people if there's a question that people ask apart from how do I know who I should marry <laughs> how did you know he was the one or she was the one <laughs> number two is how do I find my purpose like, how do I find my purpose? That is like the next question that most Christians are looking for and asking. And, and the feeling of, you know, you feel, you feel like other people know their purpose and you don't. And today I want us to talk about finding and operating in your value and assignment. Is what I want us to talk about. And of course, we cannot go there without going where we've been. That first of all, before God formed you, Jeremiah 1.5, he knew you. First of all, God formed you. That should make you excited that God doesn't, no one is here randomly and no one is a duplicate or a substandard of another. That God made you. Okay? God made you. And when God, whatever God makes is perfect, it's beautiful. You don't need to add something to it. So God made you. And so God formed you. He says, before I formed you, first of all, God formed you. That should, that should give you rest. I didn't like how I looked. You guys, let me tell you, the devil can reduce your entire existence to the shape of your nose or the color of your skin or the type of your hair or your height or your ethnicity or your bank balance. He can reduce it and it can become the focal point of your life. And you can think that, you know, one of the things I dreamt of as a younger girl, that when I grow up, I'm going to get my nose to be sharper and I'll get growth hormones to be taller. Like that was it in my life. Like that was the point of one day I'll make money. And what will I put the money to use for? A nose and height. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know, and so to understand that God formed me, guys, now I look in the mirror and I like what I see. Like genuinely, 
I like what I see. I also am able to appreciate other people who are good looking, but I'm also good looking. And so are you. But there is no person that God made that is substandard. Some are more fearfully made than others, and others are more wonderfully made than others. <laughs> but we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. God needed my mom and my dad with their DNA, their genetics, their tribe, their circumstances in life to create exactly me to mold me for my purpose in my generation there are people that i'm able to serve because of what i've been through had i not been through what i went through i would not be able to serve those people not that god caused the difficult stuff to come my way but he used it to shape me and make it work for his good and for my good and to sort of you know build me into the purpose last week we talked about why was moses in the palace of egypt why do you think that moses was born and, and then ended up growing up in a palace as an Egyptian prince, an Israelite as an Egyptian prince. Why? That when eventually God is sending someone to a king, a pharaoh of Egypt, who does he send? Moses. He understood, he understood the, the, the workings of the palace and the king. And the, he wasn't threatened by that. He had grown up there, for goodness sake. For 40 years, that was his life. So everything you've gone through, you start to understand it when you start to tap into your value and why God placed you on this earth. And so God made you specifically, God knows you intricately, God placed you here for a purpose. Those are the three things we've said the past three weeks. That, and if you've not listened to the other teachings, I encourage you to go and look at them. They all have, you have value. That's what they are called. Lesson one, lesson two, lesson three. And so today we are sort of getting into it and then we're going to take time off to really meditate on these things and do something about them. So God made you specifically, he knows you intricately, he planned for you to be here for a specific purpose. So now, the question is, how do I then find my purpose? How do I find my assignment? How do I start to walk in it? Thank you, Ivy. How do I start to walk in it? And ladies and gentlemen, I've not even prayed, Manage, but the Lord is here. The Lord is here. He's there where you are. You are sipping on Mirikiti. We bless you. But Father, we thank you for today. I thank you because your word that the revelation that you've given me concerning today's teaching is going to open eyes. It's going to shed light for those of us who have been frustrated on our journey to finding our purpose, to discovering why we are here. Lord, may it, be, may it bring such clarity and lightness in our hearts that we will now instead start to rejoice knowing that it's for all of your children. It's not for a special few. To the glory and honor of your name. Amen in Jesus' name. All right. So, first of all, you know, Remember the past lessons, okay? I'm, the, I'm a teacher, so I have to take you back because these things build on each other. Then you must acknowledge what you have been given. If you don't even think that you have strengths, I like a definition that Pastor uh, Emma Okulo gave the other day. He said that strengths are the things you do better than most people and they bring you great joy. Because there are things you do better than others, but they don't bring you joy at all. You know, you can do them. It's a skill you've probably developed, but it doesn't bring you any joy at all. In fact, you hate to do it. So, but then strengths are things that you do better than most people and they bring you great joy. And so acknowledge what you've been given. Don't look at yourself and always despise what you've been given and wish you had what so and so had. I was that person. And you're not going to find your purpose while being like that. Secondly, believe that you're here for something. Last week's lesson, I beg if you've not li listened to it, listen to it. You're here for something. There is no person who was placed on the earth randomly and one day, I don't know what, you're here for something. Now, how do you then discover and walk in your purpose? I promise you today you're going to be set free. Okay? I want us to look at a story together. God help me today. 
<laughs> because this word is very exciting for me because it brings freedom so in the book of first samuel chapter one um Chapter 2, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 2. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I've said chapter 1, now it's chapter 2. <laughs> it's chapter 3. <laughs> the story of 1 Samuel, chapter, I've been in Samuel a lot, so man, eh? yeah. Chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place. And when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was. And while Samuel was lying down. Do you hear that description? Eli is lying down. Samuel is lying down. They seem to be in the temple because that's where the ark of the Lord was. In verse 4 he says that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered saying, here I am. So now hear this. The Lord called Samuel, a little boy, he's 12 years old. He answers, here I am. But then Samuel goes to Eli. He ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. The Bible is clear that the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered the voice of God. But he was not aware that that was God calling him. So he runs to Eli and says, here I am for you called me. And, and Eli says, I did not call. Lie down again. Remember for 12, from that time this boy was two years old, his mother brought him and handed him over to the prophet Eli. And so he's been to the priest Eli. He's been living with him. He's like his father. It's the voice that he's familiar with. Okay. And so he says, he went and lay down again. Then the Lord called again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli again. Guys, realize the Lord has called a second time. And so Samuel arose and went to Eli and Eli said, for here I am for you called me. And answered and said, I did not call my son. Lie down. Our parents understand this thing. You children waking you up in the middle of the night. It's not good at all. You can even beat them for asking for milk. So imagine, Mambi, Eli is an old man. He's trying to have a, a good night's sleep. And Samuel has come the second time. Then the Lord called a third time. Verse 6, Samuel. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am. I think he was like, eh, the priest is playing with me. He wants to see if I'm obedient. You called me. And he answered and said, I did not call my son lie down again now samuel listen to this did not yet know the lord nor was the word of the lord yet revealed to him and the lord called samuel again a third time so he arose and went to eli and said here i am for you did call me i mean i think it must that you guys it, it must mean that the voice sounded exactly like eli's voice because why would the boy go back a third time okay then eli perceived that the lord had called the boy Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, you must say these words, speak Lord for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And of course, after that, you know the story. You could even go and look at it a little bit and, and see what happens after that in chapter three of first Samuel. But I want to highlight some things to you about finding your purpose. First of all, I want to say to you, <laughs> I, I want you to look at this story 
And I want us to look at stories of everyone else that we know in the Bible who walked in their purpose. You know, we even looked at Bezalel last week. There are people who we don't, we don't, we don't make them as big in the Christian faith as, as we do the others. We talk about David and Samuel and who. But there are people like Bezalel and his, and his, assist, Bezalel and his assistant in the book of, of, of uh, Exodus chapter 31. He was called to be an artist. The spirit of the Lord rested upon him for the special grace of artistic work to decorate the temple. No one had him. He wasn't the leader of the whole congregation of Israel, but he was walking in his calling. And there's someone who was called to be the assistant of Bezalel. We talked about all those things. So your calling doesn't mean that you're the one to take center stage. But these men and women, their lives show us how they found and discovered their specific assignment. I need you to listen to me. Okay, because I'm going to name different people and we're going to go back to the story of First Samuel and learn a few things. First of all, Samuel. Did you, have you, did you see Samuel at the age of 12 looking for his calling? Was he searching for his assignment? No. It found him. It found him. Let's talk about Moses. Was Moses looking for his assignment when God called him? It found him. Was David looking for his assignment when God called him a shepherd who was even forgotten by his own father and mother? And he had to be, you know, everything stopped until David came. Was David searching for his purpose? For goodness sake, he was taking care of sheep. He didn't even know the prophet was coming that day. He didn't even have a vision. It found him. Are you seeing a pattern? <laughs> hey. Did, 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 um, I, did Jeremiah find, was he searching for his purpose when God appeared to him? No, he was a young man. A teenager, God shows up and says, before you are formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And he says, Lord, I am too young, I cannot speak. That's the first thing he says. In fact, all of them disqualified themselves. Gideon, we looked at him last week. When, he, when God told him about his specific assignment, was he searching for his assignment? No, he was hiding in the wine press. And God appears and calls him a mighty man of valor. <laughs> it found him. Are you with me? Was Saul looking for his papa, Saul of Tarsus, when God appears to him? <laughs> no, he was looking for donkeys. Not, 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 not Saul of Tarsus. That is now King Saul was looking for donkeys. It found him. God spoke to another man altogether, Samuel, to go and tell this guy that I've anointed you king. And the day came for being anointed king. What was Saul doing? Hiding. King Saul was in hiding. What about Saul of Tarsus who became the apostle Paul? Was he looking for his purpose? No, he was on a mission to go and kill Christians. It found him. Do you need me to continue? Was Esther searching for her purpose when she ended up being a princess, a queen in the, in the palace? No, she, it happened that at the time they were looking for a queen and she was a young woman and she was a virgin and they called them in and then she thought she had gone there to just be a queen and her uncle Mordecai had to remind her that you think you came here to just be a queen? You were put here for a time as this. It found her. Ruth, was Ruth trying to be the great-grandmother of Jesus Christ? No. She tied on Naomi and Naomi told her exactly what to do for her to be married to Boaz. It found her. Christians, why are we looking for our purpose? You find someone fasting for 30 days. What are you doing? Searching for my purpose. Where did you get that concept from? It is not there in the Bible. There is no single person in the Bible. Show them to me. Who was searching for their purpose? when god appeared to them and revealed it to them no nope nobody 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 but they were doing something 
and that's what I want to show us. I want to show you patterns of people who discovered their specific assignment and what was going on and how we can learn from them and discover our purpose in God. I know this is a light bulb moment for many of you. I know what happened for me when I discovered that, oh, I don't have to be here searching for purpose. Some of you are stuck right now doing nothing because you're waiting for a voice from the Lord to appear to you in the night and tell you what your specific assignment is on the earth. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Who told you? Where did you get it from? It's unbiblical. It's not there. There is nobody. I mean, I wrote down as many as I could in my notebook. Jeremiah, David, Isaiah, Ruth, Jesus, Paul, Timothy. Timothy. Actually, Paul tells him that, remember your calling that was affirmed by the elders with the laying on of hands. He was a young teenage boy. He got born again. Bezalel, who we looked at last week, the guy who was an artist. God spoke to Moses to go and tell Bezalel that the spirit of God is upon you. So then the question is, what were they doing that we can also copy and do and then our assignment will find us our assignment will find us i'm so excited about the message today do you see why i'm excited because suddenly some of you now are set free right now if i even continue you're like my goodness i don't need to search for my purpose You've been on a search for your purpose for 20 years. You've been stuck. You move from one church to another. You move from one ministry to another. You call on prophets. You ask prophets to show you what they're seeing into the future. Because you see, the thing is that God made you and I in a way that we desire to know why we are here. Do you know why? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that God has placed eternity in their hearts, but he has not revealed everything that is from the beginning to the end, that we may stay connected to him. There's a dependency that must happen let me tell you, for me, I can't tell you that, oh, I know my assignment 100%, but I know my assignment right now. I know my assignment right now, in this, right now, at this time in my generation, I know what my assignment is. Sorry about that noise in the background. I think I have a guest. Uh, yeah, I'm awakening you. Yes, yes, Chisache Eva, that's the point. These are faith boosters to awaken us to say, the thing you're searching for is not the thing you should be searching for. Because you see, God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you altogether. I knew you. And I appointed you for a purpose. You don't need to search after that purpose. It's already there. It's in you. It's in you. And so the purpose just needs to be switched on. But how does that happen? And that's what I want us to talk about today. Today I want us to demystify... <laughs> Ah, yeah, they were going about their businesses, their bosses' businesses, and God brought their purpose. Now, Susan, you've already started to see the message I'm bringing today. That how do we discover purpose? How do we discover the assignment? You never, ever, it's not there in the Bible. There is no precedent of someone looking for their purpose. Nobody was looking for their purpose. Not one like this. It found them. It found them. They were busy taking care of sheep. They were busy doing what? Minding someone else's business. In fact, they were busy serving. That's the word I want, to, I want you to, to think about today. We're going to talk about, about three things that we notice just from the story of Samuel. And I'll point to other people so that you don't say, yeah, be three. I think you've just zeroed down on Samuel to bring a certain message. No, 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 no. Even Abraham was there minding his business. In fact, he lived with people who worshipped idols. And his purpose found him. Noah, his purpose found him. Guys, none of those people were searching for their purpose, but there's some things they were doing that we can learn. So what do we see in the story of Samuel? Samuel was busy serving the man of God. 
Samuel was serving Eli, his mother, not by choice, his mother made a promise to God, said, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you in service. So his mother hands him over to the service of God, but you can tell that Samuel was a diligent little boy. He wore a linen effort. He was 12 years old at this point. He's sleeping, but he, I want you to hear something. God appears to Samuel three times, calls him. The Bible keeps saying the Lord called him. Every time God called Samuel, what voice did Samuel hear? Very distinctly, he had the voice of Eli. Doesn't that amaze you? He had the voice of Eli. Guys, many times the voice of God will sound exactly like the people under whose authority we are. Many times the voice of God is going to sound exactly like your leader. Exactly. That's why you be careful where you're under. Exactly. Sometimes like your boss. Sometimes like your pastor. Sometimes like your mother or father. Saying, but how about you try this? And you, you're trying to hear the Lord. I mean, you can tell that God's voice clearly did not sound like some booming from heaven. Otherwise, Samuel would have been like, that's a voice I've never heard before. Three times the little boy went to Eli and said, you called me. You called me. You called me. God's voice will often sound exactly like the people under whose authority you are. And that's why it's important under whose authority we are. But it, was, it happened that God could be able to reach Samuel because Samuel was serving Eli. So if God needed to speak to Samuel, he could use the voice of Eli to get through to him. I'm a living example. Look, look, let me tell you something. For me, finding the fact that one of the gifts that I know God has given me in this generation is speaking is teaching, is instructing, is awakening people to their purpose. How did it happen? My pastor at the time, who is still my pastor, Moses Mukisa, walked up to me and asked me to preach a sermon. I thought, you're kidding me. I was 20-something years old. There is no way. It was a thriving church. But you see, God had told me, whatever he tells you to do, do it. <laughs> and you know, for me, God's voice sounds like me many times, you guys. It sounds like me. Sometimes I wonder, am I talking to myself or am I talking to, or is it God talking to me? But usually God is always in line with his word. My pastor, who, was my, who is my spiritual father, told me, oh, God told you that you do whatever I tell you to do, great, I need you to preach. I freaked out because of all the gifts I ever saw in myself, never did I see a gift of speaking or preaching, speaking in front of people. Can you believe that? Now I look at it and I'm like, what was the problem? How could I not see it? When he told me, I, and even then when I started doing it, I didn't feel it. For years I didn't feel it. But I walked in obedience. But let me tell you something. As I was under authority and just walked in obedience and as I served, one day in 2013, I got this thing in my heart. I can't say that I had an audible voice of God. But I knew that I knew that I knew that I can give my life to this thing. Why? I started seeing transformation. The joy it brought me. The ease with which it was. The way people responded. People kept telling me, I understand. When you teach, I understand. I really, at first, I didn't think they take that as a compliment because I thought I need to be complicated a little bit. How can they just understand me? I'm not deep enough. But actually, that's my gift. But if you had asked me, I found myself to be a very impatient person. I didn't think I could teach people. And I think that impatience, in a way, has been a strength for me because I, I don't like taking long to teach something. I find the simplest way to explain it. So that you don't ask me again. I, I, my mind just quickly figures out how to teach things simply. But I never saw that as a gift or as even a place of calling. Okay? But as I obeyed and kept doing what I was asked to do by my leader, guess what? The calling found me. We've just told you nobody went looking for their calling. The calling found them. But some of you have found people who you should serve and instead... I don't know you're running you're on the run you think i don't we we suspect this but that's the enemy perverts it you start suspecting your parents why would your parents ask you to do something because they want to destroy you 
which which unless of course there are some parents who are a bit shaky but a good parent really if they're asking you to run the family business is it because they are selfish they have seen something in you they want you to go further if it's a spiritual parent a pastor and he's asking you saying i see something in you why don't you start a mission or community why don't you and you're like me i can't guess what you're not the first everyone god appeared to they told him why they cannot do it he appeared to moses moses said no way i go and speak to the pharaoh i am of slow speech i cannot speak eventually actually god got god got so angry at him but you know what at least God, Moses went ahead and did what he was asked. Gideon was hiding and God called him a mighty man of valor. And he said, Lord, I'm from the smallest tribe, of the smallest what, of the smallest what. God is like, don't worry, I'll be with you. You're not the first one who when God appears through your leader to say, try this out. Your first response is me, wrong number. Long number. You do not know who you're talking to. I cannot speak in front of people. That was me. I was afraid of crowds. I couldn't stand in front of people. Then I felt like I have nothing to say. I'm not, I have no... No brain power. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not clever enough. I have no opinion of my own. How can you ask me to stand before these people? And these people were people who are accomplished in life. I'm this 20-something-year-old girl, mostly broke all the time, leading a church of people who are very wealthy, who have made it in life. If they ask me questions, what will I answer? So for you to think that God is going to speak to you, but you're not willing to be under authority, and you want to hear the voice of the Lord, my brother, my sister, purpose is not going to find you for a long time. You'll be walking in circles, waiting for the Lord to appear to you, and it's going to take a long time. Do you see that even Moses, when God appears to him and speaks to him, he goes to his father-in-law, under whose authority was Jethro, and asks his permission to live. And Jethro blesses him. And Jethro continues to be in the life of Moses, even instructing him when he comes and finds that Moses is overwhelmed. He tells him, dude, build systems. Get people to, you know, organize them in thousands, hundreds, tens. Deal with only the difficult matters. Your job is to deal with God. Moses was still under authority of his father-in-law, my friend. Let me tell you, if you want to take a long journey to purpose, refuse to be under any form of authority. You will be in circles, you'll be very spiritual, but very a loose cannon, a loose cannon. And I'm not just talking about spiritual authority, parental authority. Why do you think the Bible says, honor your father and mother, and that you may live long in the land that God is giving to you? Some of us, like Joseph and Mary, God spoke to them about Jesus and who he would be. Elizabeth, God spoke to Elizabeth and what's the name of, of, of John, John the Baptist's father? You know him. He spoke to them about who John would be. So imagine if John grew up and said, I need God to also appear to me. They told him exactly who he would be. Okay? God speaks to some of your parents and he has already told them who you will be, but you want the Lord to also speak to you personally. Personal, personally. Okay, let's come back. Guys, Authority. Are you under any authority? And are you actually submitted to that authority? Are you willing to believe that they have your best interests at heart? You know, like if you think about it, why would your pastor ask you to do A, B, C, D, Y? They want to embarrass you. They want to, then you should not be under that authority because you don't trust them. Why would, because they see, you know, it's easy for us to see potential in others than to see it in ourselves. There are people who you see things in and you're like, of course you can do that thing. Why don't you do it? Many of us, that's the thing. It's your parent. It's your spiritual leader. It's your boss at work. If it's a good boss who's not trying to connive to kill your potential. They're like, why don't you take on this task? And your first response is, no, I can't. Of course, you're going to see your limitations more than your strengths if you've not been acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Be under godly authority and follow. Be, be willing to follow that authority. Because imagine if Samuel did not have Eli to tell him, go back. When you hear that voice again, just say, speak, Lord. 
for your servant is listening. And right after that, that was the first time that, they, and I have a feeling maybe for the rest of his life when Samuel heard the voice of God, it sounded like Eli. Maybe it did. It's not enough to just be under authority. Submit. The Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. What does that mean? Be under authority properly. Be under authority. There's someone saying something here. They say, I served under my parents. I wanted to do a course that will have me sit in an office. But my pastor's parents told me, Susan, you are a practical person. You're a very good teacher. Why not consider teaching? To cut the whole story short, I'm a great teacher and many lives have been transformed because I obeyed. Wow, Susan, great story. And this can be the story of all of us. Why are we always suspecting? Why do you think that the, that, that the people who you suspect the most are your leaders and your parents? Why? Why do you think that it's that way? Because the enemy knows that if you continue to believe these people and to serve them, what's going to happen to you? You're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. Me, I'm telling you from my own experience, you guys, that I, I absolutely started to discover my purpose and to walk in it when I started to say yes to my leader. Pastor Mose, like, I, I, I honestly wouldn't be here had it not been for listening, listening to, 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 to leadership. So that's the first thing. The first thing I want you to understand is that apart from knowing your value and acknowledging every good thing which is in you, be under authority. Get serving. All these people were busy doing something. David was taking care of the sheep of his parents. Uh, of course, some people, God has to bypass your parents if they can't see value in you and bring, you know, a spiritual leader, you know, like how he brought Samuel to come and anoint David as king. But God is always speaking. So, and the things he says will scare you and some of them will look like, that's not my strength. Why? You've never used it. You can't know it's a strength. How will you know that you can build muscles when you've never even tried to go to the gym? Of course, you will believe that it's not true. But I want to show you something. Um, God uses others to direct us to our assignment. And God also uses our gifts, our abilities to guide us and our passions, like what he did for Bezalel. He said, do you know why you have the gift of art? Because I've anointed you to do this for the temple. Do you know why you have this? So he can point. But some of us, it's not going to be through your gifts and passions. You know, you look for them, you can't find them. Some of your gifts will be discovered by a person who you're serving. They'll tell you, no, 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 I think you have this as a gift. And you're like, is it a gift? I don't see any power in it. Why? Because your idea of gifts is something else and talents. And then also God can speak to us directly. God can appear to us. I've had a few encounters where God has really spoken to me about something. Like when I quit my normal job and started to work with the church full time, I did hear from the Lord. And, you know, I had a specific encounter with him. But those are very few and far between. Let me tell you the truth. When it comes to purpose, for many people, you're not going to hear a, vo a voice from the Lord or something or a vision or whatever. It's going to be through simple obedience in the season where you are right now, serving where you are and being absolutely faithful. And then things start to make sense. One thing connects to another and suddenly one day everything comes together. And you just know that you know. So why don't we read... Um, I, I've made my point from First Samuel. I'm going to move on. You can go and look at it a little deeper. But why don't we read where we started with this board, broadcast a few weeks ago. First Peter 4, and as, as I, I'm going to close soon, I promise. First Peter 4, 10 to 14. The first thing I want us to look at in First Peter 4, 10 says, As each one has received a gift. Do you hear that? Every one of you has something. Even in your homes, even at your workplaces, even... As each one has received a gift, comma. We talked about that in detail. If you don't know, you can go back and read it uh, and listen to it in, in the first teaching 
you know, as each one has received a gift, comma, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. First of all, you must acknowledge that you have something. Secondly, we talked about how does purpose find you? Serve somewhere. Be under authority. Minister it to one another. Let me tell you how purpose is going to find you as you're just being faithful with what you think you have. Just God is not asking you to be faithful with what you don't have or what you don't know you have. What do you believe you have as a gift? Minister it to one another. Let me tell you something, friends. The first place you should, you should go to for purpose is service. One of the things that I don't do, even with business, I will never start charging for a service before I have used it to serve a couple of people very well. I will never. Be it masterminds. There are people here who know that I run masterminds now and I, get, and I get paid to run them and I get paid well. But in the beginning, I run so many free masterminds and I know that some people didn't put value on them or they felt like maybe I'm just trying to give them micro service for something at the time. But that's okay. I told myself I must first serve and see if this thing works. And there are some masterminds that I stopped running because I realized they didn't bring results. And I was not willing to ask anyone to pay for something that didn't add value to them. Serve first. First serve. Before you try to discover how can I become the billionaire. Serve. Even money is a reward for serving. Serve. What do you have that you can serve people with? I served with masterminds. I've served with speaking. I've served with teaching. I've served with preaching. And let me tell you something. Serving is great. But there's the next level. If you want to go to the next level in your potential and purpose and assignment, it begins with being submitted to authority, service, and then now he says, the next thing he says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability that God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and dominion forever and ever. The third level is you must get very good at what you do. Look, you don't need to have 25 gifts. You just need to, to know that one thing, serve others with it, and then get so good at it. Read, get coached, grow, serve some more, learn, get more materials. You can't stay in the same level the whole time and God is glorified. Get excellent. If your gift is loving people, get excellent. Figure out how you can do it at a larger scale. How you can do it. Some of you, your main role and calling, I told you last week, might be being a mother or a father to someone. Mary, all we know her to be was Mary, the mother of Jesus. What a calling to be the mother of a savior. Some of you right now are mothers who are at home raising children and you feel like you're wasting your life. What a lie. Do you know who you're raising? That could be your calling in life to raise Jonathan, to raise David, to raise Shanice. That's, that's your calling. But what you're doing is that, and remember you started by saying you never look for your calling. Your calling finds you how? While you're serving joyfully, under authority with what you have right now and are just being submitted to authority listening to jesus and being as good as you can be at what you do you know what when you become really good at what you do promotion starts to come god can trust you with more god can trust you with more but for some of us we give the bare minimum we give just enough we don't even are not thinking how can i do my job better than i've done it before how can i be a better mother how can i be a better i don't know receptionist how can i be a better janitor how can i be a better border border rider how can i even serve my people better the point is are you under authority are you serving with what you have and are you excelling at it the excellence is not perfection excellence is betting better every day at what i do pushing myself to be better pushing myself to be better you have something let me tell you, God will speak to you, but also you must be present. 
you must be present to listen. For God to be able to speak to you, you must be present to listen. Some of us need to make room for God in our lives. They are too busy. That even if we've said that God can speak through others, he can speak by himself, but usually you're doing something. None of those people were asked to do something which was completely out of the blue. You know, David was a shepherd, but he had started, you know, he was a warrior. He was fighting with lions and whatever. And then he comes, he fights here. But then the next thing is God asks him to be in the palace for a time, for a season to serve Saul. Do you realize that? Before he could be king, he served a king. Before, before, before um, Joseph could... could could serve at a national level he had served in potiphar's in what he had served in places that had exposed him to and also injustice he had experienced injustice that he might have be a, a person of justice basically god is not going to call you out of the yellow you have no gifting there you've never served in that area but can you imagine can you imagine me me i don't even care for anything concerning politics what i've never even served a politician so i'm going to be president it's a lie why it's not there there's no biblical precedent for it it's not there it's not there for everything that god is asking you to output he has put in through experience so friends i know that i've said so much but i want you to remember that you never go looking for your purpose we looked at it already and said guys none of the people that we admire was looking for their purpose it found them it found them Purpose will find you. Stop looking for it. Just be faithful where you are. Be faithful where you are. Yes, I'm saying that there is, a, of course, you know that there's a hunger for more. Be faithful as you ask God to show you more. But understand that God is probably going to speak through a boss, <laughs> through a parent, through a superior, through someone under whose authority you are. And you're going to have to be under people who you can trust so that when they speak, you can be willing to take a chance on them knowing that they are not evil trying to expose you or kill you or whatever but that purpose is where you are it's it is it's it's already there it's hovering but we are too distracted sometimes looking for something in the beyond none of these people god never came to the beyond he came where they are he came where they were he found moses taking care of of, of his father-in-law's you know a, a flock he found david taking care of sheep he found Gideon hiding under a wine press. He found Esther in a palace as a queen. He found Ruth as a widow clinging to her mother-in-law. He found Jeremiah as a young man, you know, just, just living his life. He found David. He found Saul, the king, as a young man looking for donkeys. He found, he found Paul as a madman trying to kill Christians and kill the church. And he just turned his affections. He found Timothy as a young man who had had a grandmother and a mother who had loved the Lord and had raised him as a, as a young man who loved Jesus. And so under Paul, he simply guided his passions to the right place. Sometimes purpose finds us, then we run away from it because we are too distracted. Yes, Rachel, that is true. Sometimes we are too distracted for God to even, you know, speak to us. Someone has written faith and said, locate me, God. God has already located you, faith. You simply need to, first of all, believe with all your heart that you have value. No one, no one of you here who is watching today has no value. All of us have value. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Admire them, celebrate them. And that happens, you start to genuinely do that when you actually believe that you have value. Believe that you have value and believe that you're here for a specific assignment. And don't despise that assignment. I showed you people whose assignment was to be assistants. And that was a grand assignment. 
Don't look at your assignment as too small. And then be faithful where you are. Serve with all your heart, with what you know you have right now. People come to me and say, oh, B3, you already know your purpose, at least you. I'm like, not really. I can't tell you that I'm limiting God to say that all my life is about right now is what I have experienced. There must be more in me. And I'm willing to find it. But you know what? I'm busy right now being faithful with what I have. One day I believe that I will walk into something else that I'll say, can you imagine? I did not believe. I never thought of myself that way. But yes, Lord, I'll take that on. So I found myself now. You know what? What I found myself doing now is to be faithful where I am, but also be very open to take a chance on things that, especially the people whose leadership I'm under, when they say, can you try this? You know, for example, I didn't think I would ever be a coach, financial coach. I, don't, I didn't like fine numbers and what and the whole finance thing. I felt like it was for people who are uptight or whatever. Hey, my friend. But you know what? I'm part of a place where my leader has started this movement around finances. Right now, I am so hot about finances. You need to poke me like this and I'm going to tell you how allowing to be broke is from the devil. And I believe it with all my heart. But it took a few years of even teaching things. I was not a hundred. Honestly, they were in the Bible. I saw them and they, they were true. But I wasn't passionate about them. But now I am passionate about it. And I can see how it connects to the things that, I've, that I'm very passionate about. Purpose is found in motion and in service and in faithfulness. While you're being faithful, purpose will find you. While you're seeking the Lord, purpose will find you. But stop chasing purpose. Chase faithfulness. Chase serving. Be one of those people who serve so well. You go the extra mile. You're so exceptional that there's no other option but to find yourself being promoted. And I'm not just talking about career-wise. Let me tell you the thing about purpose. Is that it's so interesting. When I'm home, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> I'm not, I don't walk in and tell Jeremy, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Hey, shout hallelujah. I can't. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. There's purpose there. And so here I'm trying to figure out how can I serve my husband better. And how can I be the best wife to Jeremy? He has only one. So I have to be the best version. And that's by supporting him everywhere I can. And then my children, how can I raise them well? But when I'm not here and I'm mentoring young people, I'm, I'm a mentor. And my purpose right there is, 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 is mentorship. Uh, when I'm teaching, I'm a teacher. When I'm, 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 I'm coaching business people, I'm a coach. And there's purpose in all those things. And you know what? I'm now discovering that there is a way each of these things connects. And there's a, a wonderful woman called Yuisa Dubango who has been helping me figure out how everything connects. My, my, my passion for families and how it connects with my passion for helping people find their identity and how it connects with my passion for fashion and finding your uniqueness. Look at my hair. I mean, look at it. It's just twists and whatever. But I love it. It's that there's something there. I don't yet know what it is, but also my passion for, you, you know, for, for people just knowing that they have value. All those things connect. I'm a prophetic teacher. All those things connect. Get busy. Get busy loving God. Get busy serving and being the best version of what you can be. And get busy believing that you have value and you have purpose in this world. I have finished talking. I hope that today something has been lit on the inside of you. You've been set free from running after purpose. And instead, you're now going to run after being the best, the best, person, the best person, faithfulness and service where you are. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God hi welcome back from that how was it i hope you're inspired and all fired up and ready to take action remember the magic is in the action so do something this week with what you've had remember 
to subscribe to my channel share with a friend don't learn alone and of course i'll see you again next week with another faith booster see you